Welcome to the Legal Perth podcast. I'm Zane, and today, instead of our usual law student chats, I will be providing an update about a legal matter that has been very prevalent in the news recently. Last Tuesday, criticism erupted concerning the UK government after the Northern Ireland Secretary and Cabinet Minister Brandon Lewis said that the UK government intended to break international law in a very specific and limited way. The government is planning to override an international Brexit treaty with the EU regarding Northern Ireland. Initially, the Prime Minister's office tried to downplay the significance of this breach of international law, which would give British ministers discretion over how to implement parts of the Northern Ireland Protocol, including defining the application of EU state aid rules when it comes to Northern Ireland as well as allow ministers to determine what sort of goods were at risk of travelling to the Republic of Ireland and which were liable to EU tariffs when arriving in Northern Ireland from mainland Britain. This protocol was painstakingly drafted in order to avoid a hard border with Ireland and was absolutely essential in breaking the stalemate between the EU and the UK during Brexit negotiations. This was a very difficult issue to contend with. One reason for that is that the border between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland is the only land border between the UK and Europe. Another very important reason for the prominence of the issue of the Irish border during Brexit negotiations is that a hard border with Ireland might reignite tensions and conflict that had been in place for decades between the Unionists and the Nationalists and which formally ended with the Good Friday Agreement in 1998, which meant softening the border between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. The Good Friday Agreement was helped along by the EU and worked on the assumption that the UK and Ireland would be in the EU together. The single internal market meant that there were no needs for checkpoints, tariffs, or a border of any kind. This all, of course, started to fall apart after the Brexit referendum, which, among other things, meant that the UK would no longer be a part of the single European market. The news about the breach of international law garnered criticism from all sides, both from MPs, from Boris Johnson's own party, as well as other parties, and caused the head of the government's legal department to quit in protest. Part of this criticism arises from the fact that there is a forum to clarify provisions if the government was unhappy with them. There is a procedure to have a joint committee with the EU to clarify certain provisions in the withdrawal agreement instead of applying unilateral domestic legislation. Many are now calling on Boris Johnson to drop this new plan of breaking international law and returning to the negotiating table to secure a good deal with the EU, which is what was promised to voters before last December's election. But what are the effects of the news that broke out on Tuesday? The ramifications of the threat to breach international law don't just affect Britain's relationship with the EU. For example, the United States Congress has already made it clear that it will not ratify a free trade deal with Britain if it undermines the Good Friday peace process and revives fears of a hard border in Ireland. For the UK specifically, Britain has always had the utmost respect for the rule of law, which has always been deemed essential for the democratic process and has been instrumental 
in feeding the reputation of the British courts for unshakable independence and incorruptibility, which has made London a global centre for litigation and made legal services a valuable export of the UK. So, when Britain signs a treaty, that means it is agreeing to an unshakable commitment to the rule of law. Former Prime Minister Theresa May spoke about this breach, saying, How can the government reassure future international partners that the UK can be trusted to abide by the legal obligations of the agreements that it signs? Tory MP Tobias Elwood, a former defence minister, said that if Britain broke international law over Brexit, it would weaken its voice when urging China, Russia or Iran to stick to a rule-based order. Furthermore, there might be retaliation by the EU in response to this proposed breach. Brussels has issued Boris Johnson with an ultimatum to scrap his plans to override the UK's Brexit treaty by the end of the month, warning about the damage of trust between the UK and the EU, and claiming that it threatens the future of trade talks between the two sides. Michael Gove, cabinet office minister, insisted that the government would not withdraw the bill, and said that the plans were essential to guaranteeing the free flow of trade from Northern Ireland to Great Britain. However, the EU does not accept this, believing that the aim of the draft bill was to go against the Good Friday Agreement, and the European Commission said that the UK faced legal actions if it failed to comply, reminding the UK government that the withdrawal agreement contained a number of mechanisms and legal remedies to address violations of the legal obligations contained in the text and said that the European Union will not shy in using those mechanisms. An internal EU Commission analysis paper warned that even by putting forward the bill, Britain was in violation of the good faith obligation enshrined in its Brexit treaty. The Commission paper runs through Brussels' options for actions under the treaty, including bringing the UK before the European Court of Justice or launching an arbitration process, both of which could end up in fines. The reactions of both the Prime Minister and his party are very telling. One week after this news broke out, Boris Johnson is repeatedly going to be offering concessions to members of the Conservative Party on other matters, in order to avoid a rebellion over his plans to break international law. The prospect of breaking international law and increasing tensions with Brussels has deepened divide in the Conservative Party, where many members had already been anxious about the government's treatment of the COVID-19 pandemic. Part of this divide appears to be generational. Older MPs seem to be concerned about Britain's international reputation, while younger ones seem more unconcerned. One newly elected MP reportedly said that many MPs don't really care what the EU says, quote, because our voters don't care either, unquote. This story will, of course, be an ongoing piece in the saga about Brexit. As of now, Boris Johnson has not withdrawn the draft bill, and it going forward could seriously affect not only the UK's relationship with the EU, but Britain's standing and reputation with many countries around the world. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or this podcast in general, please leave us a star review on Apple Podcasts. If you would like updates about Legal Perk, please follow our social media accounts. That's Legal Perk on Facebook and LinkedIn, and LegalPerk underscore on Twitter and Instagram. If you have any comments or suggestions about topics that you would like us to cover, please email us at legalperk at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.